Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. His father came and they let it slip away Love, like the autumn sun Should be dying, but it's only just begun Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to 2024. I thought, you know, I was listening to my tunes coming in, and I heard that song, and I'm like, oh, that'll take me back, right? Uh, we May Never Pass This Way Again. Great tune by Seals and Crofts. And um, that's, of course, my era growing up. I'm dating myself, but oh, well. You know, when you think about what we've just passed through in 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, I mean, it was, it was H-E-L-L, and 2024 is fixing to be hopefully better, but I thought, well, let's look and see, really, are we poised for a better year? Bidenomics has been a abysmal failure, although if you listen to mainstream media, mainstream media will tell you that the dude is brilliant, um, you know, jobs are up, whatever. You know, it's all a bunch of hoo-ha. Because when you look at the cost of eggs, the, what do they call it? The shrinking um, size portions is a form of inflation. Instead of paying for 12 ounces, now you're paying for 10 ounces a little bit more. So they're getting more out of you and giving you less. This is the essence of what we're dealing with in Bidenomics. And as a business owner, I'm extremely concerned about the Maryland legislature. But if you're listening anywhere across the country, you need to watch your legislatures and what they're doing to you because they're making decisions whether or not you agree. And certainly if you're not voicing to them your opinions and look, not everybody knows your local state senator or local delegate. I recommend you do. They should know everybody in their district. But the truth is some people are not proactive or active in the political process. But to the extent that you're not, decisions are being made. Now, couple that with installments in the election process of people who you actually didn't vote for, who are making decisions for you because they don't care what you think. Uh, Those decisions will be what they want for their agenda, for their people who are funding them. And therefore, you are left in the lurch. Let's take an example. $15 minimum wage in Maryland. Governor Moore just fulfilled on the promise of the Hogan administration and all the legislatures there 
And do I think they're all fairly elected? I do not. Because there's no way people in Baltimore are continuing to elect that nonsense. They're just not. It's not their choice to have the gun running and murder in the streets of Baltimore. It's not their choice to have their children at risk and going to poor schools with no air conditioning. It's not their choice. So, therefore, if they're installed, they're making decisions like, oh, I don't know, let's move up the year. Let's move it up a year and make minimum wage kick in at $15 an hour one year earlier. Governor Moore, your governor, if you're in Maryland, just signed that law into being. And as of January 1, our stinking minimum wage went up to $15. Now, what does that mean? That means that 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds just starting out who don't have a clue how to work in the workplace. They don't have experience. They don't know. I'm going to clean that up. They don't know nothing. They're there to learn. And you're giving them a first-time opportunity. And you're paying them 15 bucks an hour to train and develop them. Because they don't know how to answer a phone or they don't know how to do a computer transaction in a, I don't know, in my case, mind body. you got to train them. That takes your time, your money, and you're paying them 15 bucks an hour, which is supposed to be, quote, a living wage. Who's on a living wage at 15, 16, 17, 18? They're not. They live with mommy until, I don't know, now it's, what, 26 they, they made it through uh, the whole uh, ACA business. So the Maryland businesses have just been hosed. That's what happened. And what's going to happen as a result is the young people are going to get left out, left out of the marketplace, left out of work. Because I know I'm going to figure out how to do more with less or I won't be in business. So it's heartbreaking Because we pride ourselves in our businesses in training and developing young people to become leaders in business and in society. And these first-time jobs teach them responsibility, work ethic, courtesy, and other things. How to work on a team, so forth. So I want to know what you guys think. And if if anybody wants to call in, you can call in 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD. I'm going to open this up because I think it's important to hear from you, we the people. As a result of this scenario, I thought, well, who do I want to talk to about this? And I called my good friend, Bill Dodson, who's a a business owner. Uh, He's bigger than a small business owner, but he's, you know, in multiple states, multiple countries and has been very successful in in his business. I thought, well, let me find out from him where he sees us for 2024 as the business kind of projections and and uh, trajectory. Where are we headed? You know, being an election year, unfortunately, the political process is to now anesthetize us to the hell we've been through. Uh, to somehow make people feel better, feel better, so that now they decide to vote Biden back in. That's the process they're going to try and take us through. And I know a lot of Democrats are like, oh, yeah, he's doing a great job. I don't know what they're smoking, but it must be good stuff. So let me bring on, if I could, please, Bill Dodson. Good morning, Bill. 
It's great to have you back you with me. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you. A little bit of my rant there, but, you know, I, I thought you have such a good handle on business, not only here in this state, but across the country and, and globally. I, I thought, well, let me check in with you and let's really dissect what's been going on and where we think this is headed. So I'm going to give you the floor. You go ahead and take it away. Where would you like to start to dissect this monster? Well, I, I want to start with something that uh, is really being perpetrated, a fraud being perpetrated on people, which you mentioned a minute ago. You know, the jobs report came out yesterday for December, and all the media in chorus says, what a robust jobs report, and the economy is really turning it back on. And, you know, I watched all the shows yesterday, and they get talking points straight from the Democratic National Committee, and they all sing the same talking points. And so they're beginning to get this. The big push now is going to be Biden economics is finally working. So I just want to run through a couple things on that job report, if I can have a minute. Sure. Um, Because you, you see the job report, and they look at the first page. And nobody goes any further. But I I looked down the the whole report and spent about three hours on it. Ten of the last months that we've had a job report, when the next job report comes out, it revises down the last month. And it's usually on page seven or eight, and nobody picks it up. In 2023. Hold on. I'm going to pick this apart so we can track with you. What do you mean revises down? So in the job report from December, if you read down to page four, it it knocks the numbers. It it just mentions in passing that the November job report was off by 26,000 high, and the October job report was off by 45,000 high. So it knocks down 70,000 jobs from October and November that would say they were over-reported. So... That's why when you see a great jobs report in December, but the unemployment remained the same at 3.7, that's because, yes, jobs, they're reporting one up in December, and then they're slipping in on page four. Oh, we over-reported October and November. Okay, so stop. So if we were to add those numbers back in, the unemployment rate would not be that low, correct? That's correct, because they're over-reporting. And then they're, revi- they're, they're, they're called revisions in the next month. So, for example, when the January numbers come out on track with what they're doing, on page four or five, they'll revise down the December numbers. But nobody ever talks about the revisions. All right. So let's see something here. If you were to take the aggregate, and I know you haven't done this work, but you're pointing to something that should be done, and take all of that data for the last 12 months – for 2023, while this this numbnuckle was in office, and you looked at over-reporting, do you think you would, what does your gut tell you? Would you, do you think you would find over-reporting in every month? Yeah, we just said that, 10 of 11 months. But, But here's also things that you have to look down the report. For the first time, 8.5 million Americans have more than one job, multi jobs. So if somebody's working two or three jobs, that doesn't indicate a strong economy. 
that indicates a weak economy. Correct. Um, in the December numbers, 762,000 were part-time jobs. Now, that's not rocket science. December is holiday, and you have a lot of part-time hiring. So if these people were hired part-time for the holiday season, it would be problem. I mean, we, we would guess that those jobs would fade away in January, correct? Yeah. We have, for the first time, we have... Um, we have yeah we have 8.5 million with part with uh, multiple jobs 762,000 part-time jobs and we have the lowest share of full-time workers in 11 months so we actually have less full-time workers today than we had a year ago and that's all reflected in the job report you just have to read through all the the data and get down to page 5 6 and 7 so they're they're purposely positioning the numbers to make people think that after three years and all the things that Biden has done, the economy is on this tear and we're on our way into a booming economy. But that's not what the numbers actually say when you digest the entire report. And and by the way, you made a great point. The average American is being squeezed by inflation and doesn't believe any of this hoo-ha. Well, I want to say what they've done is obscuring the truth. So, so Bill, you're a business guy. You, you make a good living doing what you do. If your accountant came to you 11 months in a row and over-reported your earnings, how long would he be your accountant? Uh, they'd be fired. And, and, and there's no reason, and there never has been prior to this, this constant revisions every month, revising down, down, down. Um, never revising up, always revising down. So this points to something that's going to take us off the economy for a minute, but we're going to come back. Uh, anything more you want to say? That's stunning news. I mean, I, thank you for doing the homework. This is why we're doing this show, and this is what we want people to understand. And I want everybody listening to take this information like ammo out into the populace so that people understand the truth. They are being lied to. Now, there's other instances that this is happening, okay, outside of the economy in the election fraud area. I just went through that data. I've seen it for 50 states. Now, I haven't dug into it as deep as you did, and I'm going to. But what I'm saying is they're changing the data. They did it on the VARES report. They're doing it on the election reports. They're doing doing on the election money. And they're doing it on the election votes. So what they are doing is obscuring, manipulating, or destroying the truth. Because they can't handle the truth. <laughs> they can't. Because the truth will not set them free. It will lock them up for fraud and, and treason. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's go into the – I'll go more into that later. Let's go further into the economy. So what you've just told us is to re, to recount something, and we're going we're gonna to blow through the first break here because this is really important stuff, and I don't want to break it up. When, when, when you look at the jobs report, that's an indicator that people are selling stuff, making stuff, hiring, and delivering 
products or services that other companies want to pay for and therefore that's generating revenue. Have you looked on the revenue side? Is there an economic indicator that you've seen that that either supports your hypothesis here or, or, or research or it kind of throws it down the window because you're like, okay, well, yeah, but the numbers are up for this sector, this sector, this sector. What are you seeing there? Any idea? Well, that, that's interesting you said that because when you look at the sectors, no one realizes the government, state, federal, and local, is 40% larger today than it was in March of 2020 before COVID. So you see a lot of the hiring being done in government, <clears throat> which we all know that's, that's, not, productive, that's not productive hiring. Well, hold on. It's also socialism. That's exactly what you do. You beef up your government. There you go. Um, manufacturing, which would support what you said, that's flat. So you're, when you look at um, – manu- if you saw a big surge in manufacturing jobs, that would indicate people are buying material and, and things. We don't see that at all. Manufacturing hiring is flat, and so that's very negative. And so – um, and matter of fact, in this last one, it's government and health care that where you see increases in jobs. And so those are not um, production type of jobs where you, you, would, you would see. If you saw construction or manufacturing hiring going up, that would indicate a stronger economy. You don't see those numbers increasing at all. So if you want – this is brilliant. So if you want to, to, again, obscure the truth, you would beef up government to make it look like there's a lot – you know, low unemployment, right, 3.7, whatever. Yep. You would you would health care, by the way, is an indicator – when you have to expand health care, that's, again, a socialist model. So, exactly. So um, – and we already know that – well, let me, we already know that a lot of docs have left the medical profession. I know that personally because they're friends of mine. But but the other thing is um, we are hiring, and people don't know this, okay? And I, I'm trying to think of how I know this. But I know this from my my people that we are hiring a lot of people from out of country to provide in-home care, elderly care. So there are a lot of... Um, immigrants, I have no indication as to whether they're illegal or, or legal. I, I've, not, I've not done that uh, homework. But I do know that a lot of immigrants are coming in and being brought in to serve in that sector. Any thoughts on that? Um, well, you see that in the construction industry. I mean, um, when you look into all you have to do is go through a construction job site um, and it's it, you don't see many Americans walking around. I can tell you that, and so, and that's part. <clears throat> some of that's the underground economy that we don't know about because some of those people are being paid cash. But yeah, I see a huge transfer in in how our workforce is being developed, and this all underlines. By the way, Biden has driven the debt up six trillion dollars to artificially inflate this economy. And for the $6 trillion infusion in money into the economy, you're not seeing the results. It's not translating um, because you would see it differently in the job numbers. 
When you we say, don't have a booming what economy. What do you mean by six trillion infused? What, what is? How is he doing that? Well, if you look at the money that Biden has spent on these programs, the Infrastructure Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, all these different programs that Biden has put in to try to stimulate the economy. That's six trillion dollars. He he piled on top of our debt, <clears throat> and <clears throat> for that, you don't see the numbers. So, in just take the infrastructure bill alone. That's a trillion dollars. And that's supposed to build ridges, bro- roads, airports, etc. You would see that, you would think, in construction jobs. Now, what he's doing by executive order, and I was talking to um, Congressman Paul Gozar, this is the scandal of all scandals. He is going into the infrastructure bill, and he is redirecting money out of the infrastructure bill into green energy. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? You, they, he's right. been designated. Those are designated dollars, correct? They have to go to that That's, specific line item called infrastructure. Yep. Well, this is how they lie, cheat, and steal. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, that's that yeah, outrageous. He's designating man. green energy as uh, as infrastructure, <clears throat> and he's taking money that we were told was going to be for bridges, tunnels, and roads, and he's trying to redirect that into green energy. But those green energy projects, like these windmills and all, all these things you see, are being abandoned because the people are walking away from them. And so, again, if you fuse a trillion dollars into an infrastructure bill, you would think construction hiring, you would think manufacturing would soar. Right. You'd be producing steel and concrete. You'd be hiring people. You'd be building roads and bridges, et cetera. You're not seeing that because that money didn't go where it was supposed to go. Wow. That's a stunner. You did good. I want to go back to something you said about the workforce because I'm torn on the illegal immigrants in the workforce thing because there are some jobs that we need to fill and and you know, frankly, the 16, 17, 18-year-olds that I'm talking about uh, you know, since when are they slinging a hammer? I mean, I knew the guys when I grew up in the 70s and 80s, these guys were going out on these construction sites, the football players and the whatevers who could sling, you know, they were strong, they could lift. They they worked construction, they made good money. Set well, themselves that's up to go to high college. School, 16, right. 17. Yeah. That's what I did. I went out in the summer and I I took drywall into houses, I put shingles up on roofs. I I mean, Every job, it was easy. You went to a construction site and you got hired. Yeah, and it was good money. You got, you know, you got to work out while you were working, and uh, and and these guys put themselves through college, doing that, and you know that's a good thing. Um, you know, if you look down in Ocean City, where I have a home down there, they're um, they're they're having to hire in for the season from from the Eastern Bloc uh, people because our kids no longer are going down there and working summer jobs. Because they can live in daddy's basement till 26. I mean, the whole pampered population of young people is part of our problem, quite frankly. Now, I, I want to give a shout out to the young people we have working for us because these kids work hard. And they, you know, believe me, scooping ice cream at Sweeney's 
It takes a little muscle. You know, you got to get right in there and dig. These kids work hard. They work these shifts and they work hard. And they're, they're dedicated to their work and they're reliable. But it's really hard to find that in young people now. We're going to take a break for news and weather. Thank you. Uh, Bill Dodson is on the line with us. We're going to be back after the break. We're going to talk more about this economy and what's really going on. We'll be right back. Show your patriotism with the flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Everybody. So hopefully we never pass this way again on the last three, four years of what we've been through, because this has been a devastating time for our nation. I hope we survive it. 2024's election is very, very, very important. And there's something I want to bring up about that before we get back into the economy, all of which is interlaced. And that is that February 10th is the deadline for the election uh, voter roll to be cleaned up. However, Maryland is blocking us from getting the voter rolls to use them to clean up the database. And that means to, and and possibly to challenge an election. Like in 2022, all the dump that came through for Neil Parrott in Congressional District 6, through that election, we want to know, was that honest? Now, we have a right to challenge that. There's a two-year period for a reason. So they'd have no right. It's currently being challenged in the courts. But meanwhile, we're losing time. And I have made a recommendation to legal people I know to be prepared to run a TRO and stop the nonsense if they don't let us clean up these voter rolls in time to have a free and fair election in 2024. And that includes the primaries. They don't get to choose who we who we vote for in the general by mucking with the primary either. So this shall end the nonsense and the lies and the manipulation and the deceit. And what Bill and I were talking about before, and I want to welcome back Bill Dodson. It's great to have him with us really talking about uh, federal economy issues. But we're going to talk about state in a minute. Which board was it that generated that data? So we can hold them to account for their inaccuracies and manipulation of data. It could be intentional. I fully expect it to be intentional uh, in order to manipulate and deceive the people because we're seeing it elsewhere in their their operations. Who who generated that report that you were referring to for the jobs, Bill? That that would be a Bureau of Labor and Statistics. And you you made a great point. If I if my accountant revise my number 10 out of 11 months. No way that would be my accountant. And I, I'm going to research this and, and let you know, but I can't remember because I've, I've followed these reports for the last 20 years. And it's not unusual you have a revision 
but not 10 out of 11 months. They've revised the numbers down. That is unbelievably irresponsible. Now, they say they get these numbers from ADP and other payroll reporting, but to constantly be revising these numbers, it takes away any credibility in the numbers themselves. Well, and if a CPA did that, they'd be criminally liable. That might be a dad question. No, but. Uh, no. now what, what they're going to say is, you know, we're, we're giving you these numbers from December on January 5th, and maybe we didn't get the last two weeks of data all in. Uh, that's what they're going to argue. But, again, then hold the hold the reporting two weeks and get your numbers right. Correct. And and and, uh, and I understand the stock market waits for these numbers, but to be wrong, 10 out of 11 months. And by the way, they're not revising these numbers up. They're constantly revising these numbers down because, you know, America is a soundbite society. So the soundbite yesterday was um, the economy is roaring back. We, you know, we're hiring 215,000 people in December. Uh, unemployment 3.7. They said that the black unemployment was the lowest in history. I mean, these were all the sound bites that you hear on Good Morning America, CNN, and these other shows. And unfortunately, we're, we're sound bite society. So people hear this and go, hey, maybe it took Biden three years, but the economy is really starting to take off. And, and then when you dig down in the numbers, which nobody does because it's 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 boring and it's it's data, but not so much. I mean, again, if eight hundred thousand of the jobs are part time in December, we all have common sense. We know those are Christmas seasonal jobs, um, and so I expect when we get the January numbers by February fifth, you're going to see December numbers are going to be revised down, and that's why you're not seeing the unemployment move from three point seven even when you have these months when they're saying all these people got hired because on page four and five, they're telling you where 80,000 jobs disappeared in October and November. Yeah, this is stunning. I mean, they're manipulating the data. It's criminal. It's fraud. It is fraud on the people. And it's fraud on business. It gives people a false hope that sets them up for failure. Shame on them. Mm. Shame on them. That, that, that angers me. How dare they do that to our people? And and for the, frankly, ignorant masses who are buying what they're selling on MSDNC and, you know, all these stupid liberal shows that feed this ignorance, I mean, God help them because they are not prepared for reality. They're going to be out there spending on their credit cards with no way to pay for it when they lose their job because the economy crashes. Because it's unsustainable. Yeah, it's unsustainable. Yeah, go ahead. And then I want to mention something else that Joe Biden is doing on the federal level that no one's talking about is he's raising the union rate. So how does he do that? All the jobs in Maryland, D.C., um, um, on the federal jobs, Contractors like myself, we have to do what's called the Davis-Bacon wage scale. It, it's been around since 1930s. It's, it's a wage scale that allows non-union union people to work on the same job because there's a prevailing wage on the job. If you're doing a Maryland school, for example, you have to pay prevailing wages. We've seen more hikes in the prevailing wage 
than in my 30 years of business under Joe Biden. I mean, so he's yanking up all the union rates so that basically, uh, you know, and this year you're going to see already the AFL-CIO has come out and endorsed Biden because he's doing all these paybacks to the union. But when he's doing all these things, he's he's continuing to fuel the fire of inflation because – uh, for example, when you go buy a new car now, because of the auto workers negotiation, a 30% raise, the average new car will cost 1100 American car will cost $1,100 more in 24 than it did in 23 because of those raises to the auto worker union. So all these things he's doing, he can't control the inflation side of it because you raise, as you said, if you raise minimum wage to 15, you're either going to raise your prices or you're going to get automation, which is what a lot of fast food is doing. They're going to kiosk. But he can't control the inflation side of it because he's raising cost, and then cost has to be reflected back to the customer or people got a business, right? Yeah. And you're going to see more businesses close. I mean, a lot happened during COVID. And there was a, definitely a weeding out. The commercial real estate business, I think, is has really uh, it's starting to turn around in some places, but it's pretty crushed. And you know, if you look at the back to what you just said about prevailing wages, that's very interesting. He's what he's doing is manipulating money, okay, the federal money through. This is what they do: they launder money, they run it through these unions. And who pays the union fees when they're working on school systems or federal buildings or their federal workers performing social services jobs or something like that? All of which is under federal taxation or state taxation. Your taxes are going up, folks. Make no mistake. Okay, so let's roll that. You have something to say about that in Maryland. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was all over social media last week. And caused a frenzy, at least in, in, uh, in, in my network of friends, people got their new assessments, their property tax assessments last week, and they were seeing jumps in their home tax assessment, 25, 30%. So you've got a home that was 450, now it appraises for 595 assessment. Um, so you get that assessment and you go, wow, my house went from 450 to 595. But what you don't think the next part of that will be, then when you get your property tax bill, they're going to jerk up your property tax to match, you know, your assessment rate. And so, you know, we're going to see considerable property tax hikes in the state of Maryland. Now, we know that Maryland is heading into deficit, and I think it's mostly because of the Kerwin or the Blueprint for Education bill that was passed that's putting billions into education. But those billions will be borne by the taxpayers through property tax increases. Welcome to the communist state of Maryland. That's why a lot of people have left, because of the way they manipulate things. And if you think about it, for a lot of folks who are on the lower economic spectrum, okay, they're not bearing a lot of this burden. Now, they might own property, but if, if they don't own that property and they're a renter, they're not paying property taxes. Now, their rent may get jacked up and they won't be able to afford it, so they'll have four, two families to a, to a place instead of a single family, right? 
people have to bunk together to make it through because the rental rights will naturally have to increase. You know, then you're going to have well, people who can't meet those bills and they're going to default on their rent. And now landlords are stuck, but they're also paying the property taxes increase. I mean, this we're not I don't think we're positioned well at all for 2024. Do you? No, not in Maryland. Maryland is becoming New Jersey. And, and nothing is more hypocritical than a Democrat who talks about affordable housing, because how do you talk about affordable housing? I, I own a lot of rental properties. So if you raise my property tax $200 on a home that I'm renting. When that rent comes, when the lease comes up and we have to renew the lease, of course the rent is going to go up to reflect the increase in the property tax. So the same Democrat who was telling you that his number one issue is to get you know affordability in homes is the same Democrat who is raising the property tax and making the rents go up. There's nothing more hypocritical than a Democrat especially a Democrat in office. <laughs> Amen, brother. So I want to, you know, the other thing that cuts into is there is something called disposable income. You have that as a person, but you also have it as a business. If you yep. if you start taxing businesses, which is effectively the minimum wage is, is a, a, it, it equates to a taxation on business. But, you're, you know, you're, you're reducing the disposable income for improvements, on the business, you're also resp- uh, reducing the disposable income on improvements on housing. So you're now putting landlords in a position where when things break down, they can't maybe immediately take care of it because they now are paying increased taxes to the state so that they can fund all of the hypocritical education issues. Now, I, I want to I want to deal with education for a second because they think they're going to improve our education. And, and I'm not an expert on this, but I can get experts and we'll we'll cover this. But I want to bring up something that just came up. It's off topic on economics, but it speaks to the education system. And by the way, the the boards of education, when you look at these budgets for education, they're about 50% in a lot of these counties or more of the county or jurisdictional budget. It's extraordinarily high money. But how many times do they dig into the line items of expenses to understand what's spent on what? Now, that being said, I will tell you, and a shout out to Anne Arundel County Public Schools, uh, uh, not to the school system, but to the people. I know a gal who works there who literally buys the supplies she needs for her students to do the the projects that they're working on. That's insane. I mean, figure out how to run your business called education properly and make sure that your people have the tools they need to deliver the services they're hired to do. This is not complicated. But they but they they're bloated with a bunch of bureaucracy that doesn't improve the delivery of services. So this education system in Howard County is getting ready to give a voting seat to a student. Now, that student now is going to be able to vote. Now, the thing about students is you have illegals in the student population. Are you going to restrict it so that it can't be an illegal student voting? This is outrageous. 
The students don't know what they're talking about when it comes to voting for budget. So why would you give them that responsibility? Any thoughts about let's let's finish on economy and, and, and education in this budget issue? Well, what I would just say is, um, as a businessman, I look at models. If I'm going to open a new company, I look at a competitor's model. <clears throat> if we look at, you know, a Democrat will say, the more money we spend, the better the outcome. And that's outrageously false, because if you look in Maryland, I think it's like 26000 per people funding in Baltimore City, and it has the worst outcome. So you can't tie uh, per pupil funding into outcomes, because... If you did, Baltimore would be a stellar example of a model of schools, and it's not. Um, Charter schools do much better at a half the price of people funding in Baltimore City than public schools do. So, Well, and they um, run a lean operation. They're not bloated with a bunch of bodies doing things that don't move the outcome to what you're saying – you know, a stellar outcome. They're not, it's not getting the result. So they need to clean out. I think the number is probably 20 to 30% of the bloat in education. There's no doubt about it because you you see that in charter school operations. And uh, again, you can't tie money to the outcome. You know, you mentioned something funny because if you're a Marylander and you've been involved with politics the last 20 years, we've heard the argument about no air conditioners in Baltimore city, we have funded the air conditions in Baltimore City, and then the money disappears, and the next year we talk about air conditions in Baltimore. 20 years we've been talking about those same air conditions that have been paid for six or seven times, <laughs> and we're still talking about no air conditions in Baltimore City Public. It's the biggest joke in politics well, that and, I could ever think of. Right, and then and then and, and, and if it weren't so true, though, if these kids are really sitting in sweltering heat, it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but... This is why President Trump said to Cummings, where's the money? We've given you, what, $81 billion, I think was the number. You know, where's the money? He never did tell us before he passed away, may he rest in peace. You know, we never got Uh, the number. Maybe maybe his widow got some of it, but the truth of the matter is – Baltimore, it, 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 there's union and there's and there's the school union and the graft in Baltimore City, but we can't keep paying for the same air conditioners over and over and over again, and it still be a talking point. Now, um, the average Marylander is going to see a big hike in their property tax. Now, the the thing that they won't tell you is because your property tax goes, excuse me, your property assessment goes up. Not necessarily does your tax have to go up. The, the individual counties can vote on whether to let the tax go up or they can do something called constant yield, which means to keep the same tax even though your assessment went up. But I'll guarantee you every county will go ahead and let the tax rates go up because every county is in the hole because of the blueprint for education, which when Governor Hogan vetoed it, he said it's going to put an unbearable responsibility on the counties. The school union denied it. They said it was all propaganda. Well, here it is two years later. All the counties are upside down and backwards because they can't fund it. So, again, if we have no controls over – we have no oversight over our voter rolls. We just said that. We have no controls over our elections that – these ballot boxes should be illegal, and Hogan expanded those. 
60 or 80 additional he put around the state. Shame on him. I'll never forgive him for that. He was encouraging that corruption and facilitating it, frankly. So in order to affect the change at the jurisdictional level, we have to, we must fix our elections, guys. So the economy, the Board of Ed, all of this comes right back down to one beginning point. If we don't fairly run government because they they don't cook the books, <laughs> I mean, if they're cooking the books, you don't know the truth. That's the truth. You know, so you have to have people in there that you trust. The unelected bureaucrats who are part of these political systems should be fired. They should all be removed. When I worked for the state, I was not a politician. I was a servant of the people. I was crystal clear about that. So there and there's some really good people in government who hold that mindset and who operate with that level of integrity. Right. But the ones who are political operatives, they need to be fired removed from their positions because what they are doing is harming the people through these bad policies and practices. Um, We're coming up on the top of the show. So what are your final thoughts? And I'd love to have you back, Bill. Let's dig into some more of this. What, what are some of your final thoughts in terms of the impact on small business today? Small business is being battered for for multiple reasons. One is cost. As you said, uh, health insurance is going to go up 10 or 12% this year in Maryland because of uh, our structure. So you're going to have small businesses. uh, Take the guy that's – I'm a big business. I'm over 500 employees. But take the guy that's got 50 employees. He's going to get hammered this year. He's, He's got raising rates. Uh, employees are coming to him. Inflation. They want. Eight, they don't want two percent raises anymore. They want seven, eight percent raises. He's got this minimum wage thing going on. He's got health insurance is going to go up ten or twelve percent. So his costs are being hammered. At the same time, in, in the consumer money is tightening up. So he can't really just raise his prices up to match his cost going up. So he's getting squeezed at both ends. His cost is going up. His sale price really can't go up much more. Um, all these things are happening. And then in the retail part of our business, small businesses, so much more business is going to online. All the box stores, I, I, I would suspect that a third of the box stores are going to go bankrupt in 24, which is going to cause chaos in our malls and our strip centers because so many businesses are going to close. I think 24 is going to be a pretty tumultuous year in business, to be frank. Wow. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, and that's why we're doing this, because I want people to be prepared. Be smart, be prepared. I think we need to cover the consumer numbers, and and I'll finish with, you know, we want you, the listener, to prosper. We want our state to prosper. We want our nation to prosper. And these are going to be some tough times where we have to wake up. We really do have to wake up to the realities of what's going on the manipulation and deceit that's occurring. We need to hold these people to account, and it has to be in a public way. And we have the right, and, you know, thinking on January 6th, okay, we have the right to protest. We have the right to speak our mind. We have the right to challenge their authority, check the books, check the voter rolls, make sure they're not cheating their butts off. We have that right, and we demand it. 
And what happened in January 6th was our right to protest. What we knew was a corrupt election that most people today are starting to see we were right. I would have rather to not be right. I would have rather to have fixed it back in 2020 as it should have been. In business, if that would have occurred, you know, Bill, you and I would have been an all stop. Find the corruption, shut it down, fire the people. That's it. We're done. For this to go on for three and four years and two election cycles is outrageous. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank you, Sweeties on the Creek. Thank you, TotalWellFit.com. Go there for your wellness products. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on WFMD.